0: Good, e- good afternoon, everybody. This is a special graduation weekend recording. Um, I am Pastor Neil Wiemanns. I am a pastor of three Luther churches in Northwest Iowa. Uh, this is a recording that is dedicated to actually two groups of people. My fellow classmates of 2001, who graduated 15 years ago, May 20th, 2001... And to the kids that graduated from high school this past day, who are actually, sorry, not kids, the young women and men who graduated from high school this past weekend or in weekends to come. So this episode, I'm going to begin this recording, I guess. It's not really an episode, But the recording is, I'm going to begin. I'm going to talk, kind of reflect a little bit back. Because, okay, so yesterday, uh, which was May 22nd, I, after I got done with services, I went and attended uh, the Hartley Melvin Sanborn High School graduation in Hartley, Iowa. And I was wanting to do kind of a, a message, a devotion, a sermon, whatever you want to call it, uh, for the kids that uh, sir, that are members of my churches. And I was thinking about it today that I don't really want to end there. I kind of actually want to f- group together a dedication to, like I said, those who I graduated with and those who just did. And so it got me thinking about how the world has changed in 15 years. Thinking back to those days of high school. Thinking back to those days even all the way back to elementary. Thinking about how I have gotten to be where I am today. It's a, it's a thought kind just worthy of thinking of. And going to an HMS graduation was very fitting. Because see, I graduated from Ankity High School, which just so happened to have this as its fight song. All right, so that was the uh, school song for Ankeny High School, where I graduated from. So, Hartley Melvin Sanborn Kids, who might listen to this, that's the first half of that fight song, not the words, but the tune should have sounded familiar. The colors that I wore were maroon. In fact, I kind of dug out this afternoon, I dug out my old graduation cap, and lo and behold, it looks very, very, um, looks um, pretty much identical to the maroon hats that they were all wearing. And there's there's a song that was, that was sang by the high school choir, the HMS high school choir, just a little bit after um, watching the videos of the kids throughout the years, very similar to when I graduated from high school. I remember it wasn't during our graduation now. This was actually during, uh, this was actually uh, the week of graduation. We were all gathered together. We went into the high school auditorium and we had this slideshow go up and they happened to play the very song that your choir was singing, which was this. <laughs> So y'all know that many of you are familiar with that song, Time of Your Life by Green Day. So the choir sang it. We heard it along with our slideshow. And it was very emotional watching those old videos. And I remember that last last week of high school. And so those of you who are listening in on this might remember those same last days, those same last weeks. And, you know, I remember especially... Uh our last day of PE. Uh we got we all gathered into a room and it was in the wrestling room and Mr. Mullins sat down and <laughs> uh I just think <laughs> random thought just popped up in my head. We had two th- we had a discussion in that same room about uh testicular cancer and so <laughs> I don't know why that popped up in my head right now but it did but uh, in that room we also had uh, a discussion We he gave us a little a talk and it was an emotional one and and I think just about every single one of us either were crying or were pretty darn close to it even right down to the most manliest of men, we were starting to tear up. Well, fifteen years have passed. I was going th- again. And I was going through that yearbook again. I dug that out, and I was looking through the photos of my classmates, and. All of a sudden the memories of all these people came flooding back. People that I haven't seen very likely since that graduation. And thinking about, began to think about how our lives have changed. Where everyone is, what's their jobs? Where do they go to college? And then where do they go? Do they stay in the college they intended? Are they married? Do they have kids? What's happened in their lives? Where are they? You know, in August, we're going to have a 15-year reunion, and I get to find out a little bit about that. But it's kind of uh, been interesting when you think about it. Now, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, well, I was a, I was a star football player, and I led Akity High School to... To a national championship. That's right. We actually won the Super Bowl. That's right. We were so awesome with me at quarterback. Okay. Obviously I did not have that. I was not I was not an athlete. I was not an athlete by any stretch of the imagination. I didn't go I was on the football team, the basketball team, choir, band, anything. My extracurricular activity was was dishwashing at Golden Corral Family Steakhouse on Ankeny, on First Street. And I worked there sophomore year all the way till few weeks before graduation. And, <clears throat> and I wasn't exactly the popular kid, but I got I developed some friendships from working at Golden Corral. And I got a lot of good experience working there. And, but even in spite of that, you know. I still think about who I graduated with and where they are. There's still a connection you have. Even in a class of 375 of them. I will be honest that there's some of those I went through the yearbook like, even now I don't remember you. But, <laughs> majority of them, I'd say 95% of them I looked at the face I'm like, oh yeah, I wonder where they're at. I wonder what they're doing. And I do look forward in August to see some of them, see what they're doing, how they've been. To you who are graduating this year, get ready. You're going to go through the same experiences. This summer, you're going to spend the last times, the last months with these people that you learned, you spent your life with an and for you at Hartley Melvin sanborn or Siblio Cheeton or any of these smaller schools, you have it even more than us because you're in small. You're in a small community. You guys were connected to each other in just about anything and everything. And now these people that you knew so intimately for pretty much your entire life, many some of you are going to go off to. Many of you are going to go off to. Nearby community colleges. But some of you are going to be going down to Ames and Iowa State. Uh, South Dakota State, Brookings. I know I saw someone was going all the way to Boston, going to Harvard. You're getting spread around. I look at the people that I graduated with. And I look at where they're at now. You, have, I see people that live in. You know the Los Angeles area. I see people in New York. I've seen somebody that was in Rhode Island, in Chicago. There are people still in Ankeny. I'm in Northwest Iowa. There's people in Minnesota. We're all over this country. But and so you're going to face that, and that's not going to be easy when that moment comes. And when you go to college, you're going to go and leave behind your family, especially if you're going away. If you decide to stay here, that may not be as big of a burden, but you're still going to see your friends who do decide to go to college. You're going to go, and you're going to be left behind. I know that experience. I went to, when I graduated from high school, I went to Des Moines Area Community College, which, granted, I still saw a number of my classmates because it was still on Ankeny, and so... A lot of them just, you know, migrated southward to that University of Southern Ankeny. But I didn't really last long there, and I think a lot of others didn't. Did very similarly, and eventually dropped out. Some went all the way through, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't complete really much of anything at DMAC. But as I was there, there was nobody that I went to school with, and I felt a bit alienated, but bit at odds, I worked at Gold, I worked at, at that point I started working at the movie theater in Ankeny. And I again was develop, developing new friendships at that place and new experiences. But you f- felt out of place. And that's going to be the challenge coming your way. Because here's the thing is you're going gra- to you're graduating from high school. Some people are going to tell you that you the the sky is the limit. And there's some truth to that statement. And we're, and we're not talking literally. But you're not owed anything. There's no promise of anything. College is going to be tough, there's going to be difficulties. Like I said, you're going to be leaving behind the place that you knew to be home. When I was a couple of years out of college, I you know, I gave up on DMAC and I went to Concordia University in Mequon, Wisconsin, about a half hour north of Milwaukee. And not even that, probably a little bit closer than that. And suddenly I'm six hours away from my family. I'm from Ankeny. Everything that I knew, I'm six hours away. There wasn't anybody that I went to school with there. Everybody there was a stranger to me. The, the campus, the people, everything was a stranger. And so I got, you know, I had a roommate with was named David Wendt and turned out to be a pretty cool guy. And he still is. We're still friends to this day, even if we don't get to see each other very often. And in that time, I developed friendships. Some more friendships. But the thing is, is I'm going to tell you that this is not being in college isn't easy. It's not guaranteed to have full of easiness. Yes, we had great notes. I had so many great conversations, some great fun times with my uh, the people I got to know at college. But there are some very very difficult times. There are my there are friends I had who had very long-term relationships from high school that suddenly came to an end, absolutely crushing them for a long time. I had friends that tried to take their own lives. I had the stress of trying to uh, help a girl out of a an emotionally manipulative and abusive relationship i had to i had oppor- had moments of people who were dealing with being cheated on and granted that comes up in high school still but it got a lot more into when you're college because you're living with these people in the dorms and you go and eat lunch with them every day and you eat supper with them and sometimes even breakfast These are people that you spend a lot of time with, especially if you're in a smaller school like what I went to. And there's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of emotional moments, emotional days. And then there's the things that happen at home. You have such as what happened when I was at um, CUW where my dad had uh, open-heart surgery and I was very worried about what would happen to him. You have when I was at Concordia Seminary in my last year. My grandfather died, and many of some of you know what it's like to some other college students you can talk to know the experience of losing someone while you're at college and you're disconnected and when you graduate from college, you're not promised to have the career that you wanted. I can, I know so many people that went to college, got a degree, and did not get the job that they wanted. They're still looking and trying to figure out how to make ends meet to find a direction in their lives. There's no promise that everything's going to go hunky-dory. So I'm, I've been fortunate enough that I've ended up as a pastor of these three churches and things are going pretty well. But I can tell you, living in a small town, I would very much like, like it if I had someone. Would love to have a wife. I wish I could be like other pastors. I even have a couple of kids. But I don't have that. Things don't always go our ways. And so, to you, the high school graduate, I encourage you that as you venture into this new era stage of your life, that you keep your heart and mind focused on the thing that gives us strength. See, one thing that helped when I went to Concordia, Wisconsin was as those things were going on in my life, I was going to a Concordia, so naturally, and I was going through the pre sem program naturally, I was constantly hearing, studying, and learning God's Word. I was in His Word pretty regularly, going to daily chapel, um, going to different classes, having... Having the Bible readily at my access, I had those. Same thing at seminary when things were not like I'd like to be. I remember a particularly heartbreaking moment at seminary where there's somebody that I really liked and things went really, really sour with her, and it absolutely crushed me. Being active. Being at a seminary, being around God's word, helped. And being around other, your brothers, being around other Christians, helped. And so as you go into college, I am urging you, urging you, that the very first thing you do when you get to college and when you graduate from college and you move to a now, new town, the very first thing you do when you get to that new town is you get to a church. So if you're going to Iowa State, go to Memorial Lutheran Church in Ames and visit with Dr. Pastor David Beagley or Pastor Mark Heilman and get to know them and go to their services. Take part in their campus ministries. Build relationships with that local campus college body of christ because those people will be lifelong friendships and they're people who you can get strength from but even more than that you will get strength from god's word so if you find yourself in uh south dakota state university in brookings south dakota you may want to go check out mount calvary lutheran church Uh, which is pastored by Michael Bowers very soon, who is a guy that I graduated with. He's um, the assistant pastor, or will be. Well, I didn't graduate with him, but I went to school with him, sorry. Uh, And also Pastor Matthew Worm. Go to these places. Go to church. Hear God's word proclaimed, preached to you. Receive his sacrament. Receive the Lord's Supper whenever you can. Remember your baptism when you can. One of the cool things about the Lord's Supper is that in the Lord's Supper, when you partake of that bread and that wine, which is indeed the body and blood of Christ in, with, and under that bread and wine, given to you for the forgiveness of sins. When you partake of that, you receive the forgiveness of sins and you're united to Christ. But here's the thing. Think about that. If you are united to Christ by the body and blood of Jesus in the Lord's Supper, so you take communion at the Lord's Supper at Mount Calvary in Brookings, South Dakota or Memorial Lutheran in Ames, Iowa. And your parents happen to take communion at St. John Lutheran Church, May City, Iowa. And they, too, are united to Christ. So they're united to Christ and you're united to Christ, guess what? Though you are hours from one another, many miles apart, you are united to one another through the Lord's Supper. And you're united not only to them, but to anyone that has ever died in the faith. And so, so, it, so, indeed, take the Lord's Supper. Partake in the divine service. It is a taste of home, miles away. It is a means by which God uses to strengthen you and enrich you in this ever-troubling and trying world. In your dorm room, every year, to our high school graduates, I buy a Bible and I gift it to them with the hope that that Bible that they get, that they would put it on the corner of their desk in their dorm room, that they would read it nightly or whatever, so whenever the day, but also that when they'd have that moment, or that day when things just stink, that that Bible would be there, that they may open up to maybe some key verses, and they would read them, and the word of God would enrich them and strengthen them. I remember a time when I was at Concordia, Wisconsin. I remember I had a particularly difficult day and felt kind of lost out of place. And I got up in the middle of the night unable to sleep because of this. And so I just took my Bible into the dorm lounge. And I just sat there and read through the Gospel of John. And it was like the Word was a warm blanket pulled over to give me comfort in that day. God's Word is there to be your strength and your comfort. In face of no matter what the world might throw at you. And ultimately remember that you are a baptized child of God. That no matter all these things that I've talked about that may befall you in your years in college and beyond. And even to those of you who graduated with me fifteen years ago, those of who are baptized into Jesus, those who walk by faith, have nothing to fear, because they you are the a child of the triune God the god who created the heavens and the earth has by baptism through the power of the of jesus death and resurrection washed away all of your sin made you clean holy and righteous not because you did something good are you his child but purely by the divine Grace of God. You are redeemed. You are a child of God. To put this better into perspective, as you're going through school, you may remember hearing about slavery. In the days of slavery, so think of a slave. Imagine it's yourself born into slavery, and no, school is not the slavery. But imagine you're born into slavery. Shackles around your neck and your feet and your ankles and your wrists. People telling you where you can go and when you can go there. Many stripes stripes across your back from the whip. And all you've ever known your entire life is that slavery. Until one day a man comes to your plantation and this isn't any man he is the son of the king he is a great prince the prince comes and says of you the slave he says I redeem him Now, the slave owner might be to him, well, what do you have for me to redeem him? What do you have to give me? The prince does not give gold. He does not give silver. He does not give a place of honor for the slave owner. No, he says, what do I have for you? I give you myself that you may have your way with me for three whole days. Well, it just so happens that that slave owner hates the king. And so he beats and beats and tortures and humiliates and mocks and ridicules that prince. And then on that third day, that prince comes forth, mighty, strong, victorious. And he turns and looks to you and says, I have redeemed you with my suffering and my blood. And you are no longer a slave. You are not going to live in the slave quarters anymore. But I am going to take you to my home where I will give you not a room, but a mansion. And you will not be a slave but my son, and an heir of all my riches. That, my friends, that is what Jesus did for you. So as we walk in a world filled with death and sorrow and grief, I mean listen to this. Listen, this is kind of this should highlight a lot of this. Compare life. I did a little comparison to see what life was like from 2001 to 2016. All right. The top movies for each year. So, the number 1 movie my graduation weekend was the movie Shrek, which made 42.3 million dollars. The number 1 movie in the country this past weekend was Angry Birds. So two kids' movies, but I think Shrek has much more longevity. The top movie for the entire school year that I graduated was How the Grinch Stole Christmas. 2006, class of 2016, your top movie was Star Wars Force Awakens, which happens to be the top movie all time. Best Picture, the year I graduated, was the movie Gladiator. For you... Your year, this year, it was Spotlight. The number one song on the Billboard charts, the day that I graduated, was All For You by Janet Jackson. For you guys, class of 2016, it was One Dance by Drake featuring WizKid and Kyla. The number one song for the year on the Billboard charts, my year, was Independent Women." But part one by Destiny's Child for you, it was Hello by Adele. The number one song and record of the year at the Grammys. So, the record of the year and song of the year at the Grammys what had the same title, and that was Beautiful Day by You Two. The record of the year this year, 2016, is Uptown Funk by Mark Ronson featuring. Bruno Mars, and the song of the year was Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran and Amy Wodge. The world's population in 2001 when I graduated was 6.08 billion. The world population today, 7.33 billion. The, wor- the winners of the World Series, my year was the Yankees beat the Mets in the World Series, For you all, class of 2016, the Royals beat the Mets. Class of 2001, the Ravens beat the Giants in the Super Bowl. Class of 2016, the Broncos beat the Panthers in the Super Bowl. 2001, L.A. Lakers beat the Philadelphia 76ers in the NBA Finals a little bit after the graduation. 2016, we don't know who's going to win, but I do know last year it was the Warriors who beat the Cavs. In the NCAA Basketball Championship 2001, Duke beat Arizona. And in 2016, this year, Villanova beat North Carolina. And one notable event in my year of graduation was a Dale Earnhardt race car legend, NASCAR legend died at the Daytona 500. Now, this is where it's going to start to get a little depressing. Cost of a first-class stamp, stamp in 2001 was 34 cents. Today, 47 cents. A little depressing, not the biggest deal. Unemployment in 2001, 4% unemployment today five percent the federal debt the year that I graduated was five point six seven four billion dollars only five just over five and a half billion the federal debt today is nineteen point three trillion dollars dollars 19 tr- almost 19 trillion dollars has been added to the debt in the 15 years since I graduated the biggest news story of the year of my graduation was Al- George W Bush and Al Gore's election and the whole hanging chad stuff the biggest news for 2016 was all the mass shootings around our country. Those thing last bits. And as a pastor, as I've you know conducted many funerals, and for you, one of you graduates, I began your senior year conducting a funeral for your brother. I was there, by his bed, as he died on the first few days of your school year. World is filled with trouble, tribulation, trial. And it's that reason that God has given us the opportunities to hear his word, receive his sacrament, and be constantly reminded in a world that wants to beat us down, tear us apart, and make us absolutely nothing, that we are God's own child. And we can gladly say it. There is nothing in this world that could separate us from His love. And we know that we who have been redeemed from the bondage as the slavery to sin, were redeemed from the shackle, will one day enter into God's eternal kingdom on account of the blood shed by Jesus. And there, there will not be death. There will not be hunger. There will not be sickness. There won't even be the lightest and smallest of colds. There will only be everlasting life and bliss. And we will be in the mansion which he has prepared for us. Till that day comes, be in God's word, be in His sacrament, and lift up your brothers and sisters in Christ as they venture through this trying and troubling world. So I say this as someone who's graduated fifteen years later. I still, be- it still is, that the one and only thing, the thing that got me through high school even though I went to church primarily for a girl I had a crush on. What got me through my college years, what still gets me through is God's word. It is there to strengthen you and carry you through the darkest of times. Do not be a stranger to the church until the day comes we join in that greatest graduation, the greatest commencement, to the resurrection of the body, the life everlasting. To God be all glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. The grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, keep you in the one true faith and the life everlasting. Amen. I am again. I am. Pastor Neil Wemus, I'm a pastor of Zion Lutheran Church in Horton Township, Iowa, St. Peter Lutheran Church in Ocheedon, Iowa, and St. John Lutheran Church in May City, Iowa. If you are interested in the churches I serve, you can check them out on www.iowaoclutherans.org. And I hope that what has been said here has been a blessing to you. And with all this, I leave you with the word, the hymn, God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It. A hymn which, of which the words so wonderfully summarize the comfort we bear with us as we go through college, as we go through our career lives, as we go through marriage, go through parenthood, go through retirement, and face death pray this is a comfort for you In jesus name amen